Blog Talk Radio. Roll out the barrel. A lot of people are going to mistake me for Johnny Cash. But I'm not Johnny Cash. I'm the crusher. Do the hammer. Jeter, I mean, for everybody. 
and did the uh, PCW the thing would be a hit if it was just on the radio. Yeah, 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 because it's got that kind of. He is going to release all of that in an attempt to make a little money. And so I get to, I get to knock something off my bucket list. I get to do the liner notes. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. It's the it's the number one form of prose that was ever made. The liner note is the most sacred, right? Because they're gone. They don't exist anymore. It's the most sacred thing anybody could ever write is a liner note. You're writing about music? Come on, man. All right, so, <laughs> so we're going to jump into this. So it looks like Southern Honor is going to go ahead with the the taping on April 10th. Um it looks like enough people are donating money, basically. So the the deal that they've worked out is, you know, donate money one of three ways. We're going to take all that money, divide it amongst all the talent on the show. That way they can get paid, we don't lose our ass, and then we can transmit a wrestling show. I mean, it's a great idea. It's infuriating. And, how good of an idea it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm angry at how good of an idea it is. That's when you know you've got a good idea in wrestling if I get mad at it. Oh, yeah. That was my first reaction. Like, yep, that is, that is it. He nailed it on the button. Everybody's protected. It's literally for a good cause. It's, it's not masking uh, charity as something that's like, nope. Pay us, we'll pay the wrestlers. And they are the one promotion that I would trust to actually give the money to the wrestlers. True. Here's a question. Because it is such a good idea, is anybody else going to follow suit, or will they not do it just because they didn't think of the idea? How petty are we I would hope. uh, So none of the big promotions will. Um there will be some somebody will try it and will fail miserably um none of the none of the big ones will try it because that's uh, because somebody else already did it like that's the thing gary did it we can't do it that's just how all of us that you know operate on some level of <laughs> of knowledge can like oh, did it already we can't do it and you know quite frankly i don't know who else there are very few other people who could pull it off from a fan base standpoint mm or at least, you know, there's some, there's some people that compete with them number-wise, not compete, but are in their league, but they don't have the kind of fans that that would appeal to. Like Southern Fried's crowd, while it can be large at times, they're not going to be a cash-out, PayPal bunch. That's just not who they are. That is not a knock on them. That's just not the kind of people they are. That's not a thing that they would think of. And then I don't know what do you mean. And then and then goes with watching the show. I don't I don't know how how many other people's crowds would be into watching internet wrestling. I was struggling today to make people understand that our empty arena match will be on the internet. It was, it was very hard to make them understand. I saw the that old poor Maggie. Yeah, she was <laughs> she was struggling with that. It. it was just like, well, I don't think that I'm gonna miss this match if there's only some way to watch it. It's like. Bitch, it's right there, Maggie. <laughs> it's right that we said it right there. <laughs> Click the link, folks. Maggie, what have we did? Click the link, Maggie. It's right there. But yeah, so, so yeah, this it, it is unique. It's a great idea. Period. 
but it is a great idea that they're almost uniquely situated to to take advantage of. It does inspire, by the way, um, AEW Dark is, uh, I think it's now, right? Um, where yeah. we have everybody from uh, Corey Hollis to Sugar Dunkerton to um, – Matt Sells wrestling in matches. So you're definitely going to want to check that out. I was going to try to get a comfortably platinum out before this. Um, so I could, so I could have highlighted that didn't get to do it. Um, but I did take a bunch of pictures of the first match that is going to happen in a CVW. So that's exciting. So <laughs> I'll put that out tomorrow morning. It is um, for those who care. It is WrestleBot um, against <laughs> the, the red member of, um, Chisan. So, uh, open challenge. Um, WrestleBot basically is allowed to call anybody out here in the first show or two. That's how we're doing it. We're just matching guys up based on strict challenges. And so, WrestleBot was like, give me one of them. And so, they sent one out and uh, mayhem ensued. So, oh, the Booker's already gotten lazy. We're just doing challenges. This is great. You still got it, mm-hmm. bro. You still got oh, no, it. No, it's pure lazy. <laughs> it's pure lazy to start. Um, you know, and then We're things go, it, it, it took me <laughs> it took me so long to line up all those damn dolls so I could get like a group shot of them. It kept falling down I and mean, these are dollar store toys, okay? And then, yeah. so the kids are just having oh, it would look better like this and they're helping, right? And it's like well, we'll lay this one across here and then that would knock four more down and I was just, so just, I was just pulling wrestling. it together. Just yeah. like real wrestling. Hey, I got a photographer here, guys. Could you get here early and put your gear on? Maybe take some promo shots for me? Sure. Three guys. And it's the guys that I didn't need. The guys I have 50 pictures of are the ones who are here. Mm-hmm. And then the one that's the most late, that literally the photographer has to go or the show has to start, shows up, and he's got, like, a Starbucks latte in his hand. Right, that, that he didn't even go through the drive-through to get. No, he he no, had no, to go no. in because they will fuck it up. They don't they don't put the fucking cinnamon on right or whatever. <laughs> like, so I go in. Fucking sorry, my phone my phone's not working, up. and I had a flat tire. Sorry. <laughs> Call in with your wrestlers who relate stories. <laughs> um, best best legitimate and probably illegitimate excuse you ever got from a wrestler. I'll try to I don't ask for it. I never get them. I never get excuses. I just expect my guys to be late. Um, I have booked the Washington Bullets for years, so I just understand. Mm. Um, I don't – like everybody's like – some people will start to give me excuses like, nope, I don't care. It, it doesn't matter one way or the other. You're just here or you're not here. That is that is that is why I've got the reputation for doing everything on the fly. It's like, yeah, okay, he's here, he's not here, whatever, we'll figure it out. Um, I, I never get an excuse. It's always uh, best, that is always the excuse. Best legitimate excuse. Um, I was having sex with this dude, and I was all tied up. I was like hogtied with my legs to my hands behind my back, and I fell off the bed and hit my head, so I had to go to the hospital because I had a concussion. That was in the legitimate. That's in the legitimate category. That's in the legitimate category. Well, that, that wasn't the excuse they initially gave. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the reason. So I'm, I'll put that under illegitimate and legitimate. That's a hard one to top. Of course, you yeah. and I have both had the, because I was in jail, um, 
<laughs> and um, that's the most effective legitimate. <laughs> like there's no getting around. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That adds up. <laughs> yeah, I'm I mean there were wrestlers that I wrestled that I would have to, I would have to hit with a bucket of ice water. Um, right before, like, as I was at the curtain, like, go, to do my entrance, I would hit this particular wrestler with a bucket of ice water, wake him up, and then go, like, how long do you need? And then they would give me a number, and then that's how long I had to cut a promo before they were <laughs> fucking ready to go. <laughs> how long do you need? And the worst answer I ever got was, eh, 15-20. 15-20 is... <laughs> Play nativity in black three times, guys. I'm really gonna do a lap around this ring. Why a seventies rock song? Because I can, I knew I, I and it was like, okay, if we're gonna play NIB by Black Sabbath, don't play the version with Primus that cuts out the endless bass line in the beginning. I need a minute and 37 seconds to tell how long it is of just like random bass playing. I need all this extra time. So, Miss um, <laughs> Stiletto, who's giving free Facebook Live yoga lessons every day. So I stopped into one. First thing she does when she sees I'm there is just ask, like, do you have, like, our old Christmas promo pictures that we took with Santa Claus? I, I just, She was just bringing up all the crazy stuff we used to do to sell merch. And one of them was every year we would find a legit, like, mall Santa, and then we would try to talk them into doing the most ridiculous picture possible for a Christmas picture. And then that would be our, our promo pics for the first two or three months. And we were heels. So people didn't like that we sold merch, but our excuse was <laughs> Miss Stiletto wasn't really a heel. And she would always, you know, take a button or three and unbutton them. And so they had the, like, sort of cheesecake factor. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like, was, I was like, well, I want some of this fucking merch money, but I wasn't trying to kill the business either. So, you know. Yeah. I gotta take it with Stiletto. Now, at least not through selling merch. Through your matches, yes, every night trying to kill the business, but not oh yeah, <laughs> it's like how many times could this dickhead lose and be in the main <laughs> event or the co-main event? It was it was pretty staggering actually. Like, what but again, all through tonight. Yeah, it's like, well, and who's he gonna like? What decrepit old wrestler? Okay, who's the who's a wrestler that you've gotten to work with that you were excited to work with or on the same card with or got to meet? Who's a, who's like a uh, so there's two. I got to I yeah. got to hang out with Tracy Smothers one night, and that stands as ah. numero uno, top of the line. That is the only time since I've been doing this, since I just kind of let myself go and just got to be in the moment. Like fuck, I don't care. Tracy doesn't know me. He doesn't know how I got in this thing. He don't know that I don't belong here. I can just hang out with Tracy Smothers, and that's what I'm going to do. And we're going to talk about how the Washington Bullets need to eat more. Is that like no? That is top number <laughs> one best thing. Yeah, okay, just just cannot get. Back. Tell them to eat everything I see, man. Just eat everything I see. I'll tell them, Tracy. I'll tell them. Um, working with Tommy Wildfire Rich. We got to, I got to choke him one night in a battle royal, and it was incredible. <laughs> cool. And who's the other before we bring our guest on? Uh, 
Uh, yeah, Tommy Rich. Tommy Rich. Tommy Rich. Tommy Rich. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, coming into the <laughs> WGWH studios, our special guest. He is the owner and the booker in Royston, Georgia. Mr. Jeremy Vane. All guests sponsored by the Hot Dog and Handshake Hotline. Sorry, brother. The house is a little light. We got this Rona on. <laughs> How you doing, Jeremy? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. And I don't know where all these Hot Dog and Handshake jokes keep coming from swinging my way, man. I hear it everywhere from everybody. <laughs> to you. Like, oh. You know. We've only had That's we've been in business thirteen No, 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 no. That is a uh, oh, oh. I'm not getting paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a question oh. to the uh, here's a question to the peanut gallery. Um, have you ever been paid in food? <laughs> um, no, but you know, I've uh, taken a lot of food. In lieu of pay, like nobody's ever said, hey, instead of uh, money tonight, like how about you just go raid the concession stand? Because there's been times that I've done that, but I've never said instead of money. I just say, I say every week, go raid the concession stand. Anything is left. And then I have to tell yeah, my yeah. wife, like, always yeah, cook right. extra hot dogs at the end of the show yeah. because the boys got to eat. You have been paid in food. As a manager, you're just happy to get anything. <laughs> you, you already know. Hey, I was paid with battle. weed one time. See what? <laughs> yes. And, nice. and the funny thing, when I first got in the wrestling business, Shadow Jackson had just got me into the gym. I was like 19. Well, you know, after <laughs> hanging out with a guy that owned the gym just a little bit, I paid my gym membership with weed for like the first three or four years. And, you know, we're not talking about major weight, and I think the statute of limitations is going by, but, you know, we're talking like a quarterback. Back then it was like 40 bucks, but, you know, now. (laughs) These are finable amounts. You're fine now. You're not going to do any time. These are just fines now. Now, As a matter of fact, (laughs) if the the FBI is listening, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if everybody's listening Talk in to him, Jeremy. on on the FBI radar, then hey, we're doing something, right? <laughs> we're making waves. <laughs> yeah, this is uh yeah, yeah, this is uh this is all for entertainment. Entertainment purposes only. <laughs> so for entertainment purposes only, I heard that that was one of the ways that Jimmy Rave sort of got his way in quickly and well. Was he had the fucking good good, like <laughs> he, had the, he had the good fucking weed. It was just like, eh, all right, what <laughs> this guy is. Because really? again, years ago it was much harder to get in than it is now, of course. Um, and so that was one of his ways to sort of like get in good with everybody, get over with everybody. It was sort of like he had this great weed. So. He must have had like the the uh, hookup because I don't recall Jimmy ever smoking weed. Now, don't hold me to that because he was around a few years before me, but I, I don't recall that. Uh, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he was a closet smoker, but we didn't have many of those back in the wild side days. 
No. <laughs> like everybody was lining right. up and then going to Steve's after, right? So. <laughs> well, there was a time we would just get in a circle in the in the back or in the back of the building if it wasn't raining. Yeah, um, yeah. Y'all are the ones that ruined it for us, for those uh, those of us there now. Thanks, guys. We appreciate actually, it. Actually, I wasn't there that that one night, but. I was uh, actually sitting in jail at, in my hometown that one night. Now what? <laughs> for, for a fight that happened a week earlier, but that's neither here nor there. Wow, a fight at at wrestling? No, it was a fight at my house a week earlier. Um, oh, wow, this is turning into like Narcotics Anonymous or something. Because <laughs> what had happened was. These two guys left my house, and I lived in the subdivision. Well, the, you know, the passenger, they immediately got him out, cuffed him, put him in the back of the cop car, and uh, five minutes later, long story short, they come back, uncuff the passenger, let him take my buddy's car, and arrest my buddy after they found something under the passenger seat. <laughs> so, you know, Never the- we were like... We were like the street police in our little subdivision. You know, I'm like a year out of high school, 160 pounds. Can you imagine, like, how thuggish I had to be, right? I mean, (laughs) easy now. Don't laugh too hard. But anyway, so, like, we were going to get justice on this guy. You know, like, he he brought the dude's car back. I was like, you ratted our buddy out. You set him up pretty much. Because, like, the the thing that was found in the car, I do not think my buddy would have had anything to do with. Now, okay. you know, if they'd have found a pound of weed in the car, then, hey, that guy was probably guilty. But <laughs> this particular substance, I don't think so. But anyway, so I punched okay. the guy. Like, when he changed the story, he drops after one punch. I pop him three or four more times. And then, like, my cousin, who's, like, 35, who... What he was doing hanging out with 19-year-old Jeremy, I'm not quite sure, but he runs up and, like, field goal kicks the guy in the face while he's on the ground. And then the guy proceeded to walk a mile and a half to the police department and press charges, which led to me getting arrested a week earlier. And the way that ties into the wrestling business is the officer that... uh, Arrested me. Used to be an indie pro wrestler or indie wrestler, whatever you want to call it. Nice. <laughs> and then he went into law enforcement because that's the natural yeah. transition. You know, my trainer did the same thing. Mm. Who's your trainer? Maybe I have that effect on people. Stone Mountain. <laughs> Maybe. They oh, find the law or they find the law. Got you. <laughs> Jeremy Vane yeah, makes it former- happen. Yes, if you're looking for the thin blue line, my brother, come visit him. <laughs> JP's got you. <laughs> Plus, I can do my own commercial. Have you considered getting into law enforcement? Well, if you would just come to work at APW, I'm sure I can have that effect on you. <laughs> All the hot dogs and check cola that you can ask for. Check cola. Times are hard, my brother. They pay the same dollar. They pay the same dollar for, for the bogo. They do Dr. Pepper. I knew. <laughs> I I know it's bad when, um, I, you know, I go to Publix 
and I look and I go, oh my god, they're generic soda. I, I'll only buy it on a BOGO. That's how I know how broke I am. <laughs> it's just like 99 cents for a, I don't know, for two liters, 99 cents if I just wait it out. Everybody doesn't buy a dollar and a half Topo Chico mineral spring water. I, I thought I was, I thought that's how we all lived. My bad. Well, now, I, I will say this. At, at the show, I buy the good water, but I, uh, yeah. At home, I buy the Dollar General water, and I buy real Dr. Pepper at the house. But uh, I've tried to get that up over the years. But it feels nicer. Yeah, real yeah, Dr. Yeah. Pepper. Occasionally, real Dr. Pepper. You, hey, occasionally. You know you were dealing with real people at the turn. Real Dr. Pepper comes up. <laughs> Well, sometimes after a show, I do embezzle a 12-pack of Dr. Check on my way out of the building. (laughs) There's a full one there. Jeremy, do you really feel like this is the end of the world, don't you? You're you're confessing everything right now. I feel like I am talking to a, uh, what what the Catholics call it, a priest. A confessional. You're you're on the other side of the little net, and I am just (laughs) confessing. Forgive me. Hankins and Platinum, because I <laughs> listen to I me confess standard everything. standard colas for you. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that for like four bought, years now. I have bought Dasani water bottles for one show and filled them with tap water for the next. Oh, Ooh, I haven't thought of <laughs> <laughs> I have worshipped at the altar of Mike Jackson. I know all the tricks. Wow! It looks like I've got three or four months to just, uh, you know, dig through all the, the trash. So I mean, maybe I can find or the recycling bin and find. I, let me ask you this, Jeremy. Let me ask you this, and you you jump in here on this too, Steve. Has any wrestler ever finished drinking a bottle of water? Has it ever? No. <laughs> no. They Not leave one. Them all around. Sometimes they don't even open them; they just break the seal, yep. so nobody else is, yep. will drink out of it. Yep. And then just and they just down. leave the them. Only time they empty a bottle of water is going through the curtain. That's it. Yeah, that's the and then that's time. when they dump it in on their head. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Man, when did that dump in the water on your head shit? Is that away. a trip? Is that a Triple H thing? When did everybody start dumping no. water on their fucking head? They didn't do that Dude, in the late nineties. For me, it was Bret Hart. Like I remember when I was a kid, it was always him. Um, there were a few guys, like more confessions, I guess. When I was a kid, I, that began my fascination with hot stuff. Now, mm. Sting and Lex Luger and Buff Bagwell, like I went to every WCW show. You know, they were in Anderson every two months from like '91. Up until they shut down, they were in, uh, well, actually, until they killed the town in about 97. <laughs> and then Greenville, I was there every two months for, uh, from like 85 until 96 when they closed Oof. the Memorial Auditorium. And I would always be front row because back then you could afford that shit. And you could say, hey, I want this these seats. And I would be at the box office 30 minutes early and I would get them. Every wow. single time. So I have this long history of like sitting in good seats, which is why I love getting comp seats by my buddies in the Fed now because I can actually do that again. But yeah. uh, 
just high-fiving the guys or tapping them on the shoulder, I would smell, and it's like, damn, that smells good. Like, and when I was a kid, I would get Ben Gay and water and, like, just rub it on my chest when I was wrestling on the trampoline thinking I smelled like the wrestlers. And then my very first show I ever did, there was a guy named Mack Truck that had some hot stuff, and he was spraying it on, and I said, oh, my God, that's that smell. And I went over and I bought I bought it out of his bag like for twenty five bucks. I was like, dude, I'll give you twenty bucks for that right now. Tell me where you got it. <laughs> and to this day, wrestlers have been blinded for the last twenty years because of me. And... <laughs> so, all right, here's a question for the peanut Tonight, gallery. The- uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, we need a so we, are, we, we need a we got the hot we got the hot stuff. <laughs> but what's another piece of essential wrestling gear that you think is if not unique to you, not everybody needed or wanted. Either for superstitious reasons or sentimental reasons or whatever. What's something that like you you when you walk out to that ring, you always had on you. Matt and uh, Jeremy. Wrist tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was going to be. I mean, like that stuff is a lot. We kicked around the idea of when PCW started back, and I'm still. I'm going to pull this off one day. I'm going to get a tape vending machine, and money problems will be solved. Yeah, <laughs> if absolutely. I can get a vending machine that sells tape, then I, I'm. I don't have to draw another person. I can run empty arenas for the rest of my career because I won't ever have to worry about money. I found. I was cleaning mm-hmm. out a bag yesterday and found a whole roll of tape. And I immediately oh thought, I said, oh, shit, I know who this is. I better keep it from him. Who cares? Put it in your bag. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, no. Yeah, I just got to hide when I'm using it. And I don't That's even use wrestling wrist version of toilet money. paper right now. <laughs> having some, yes. having some wrist tape. <laughs> uh, for, for me personally, it is what I have to buy at the store before I go. Uh, uh, I have yeah. to stop somewhere. And actually, there's a story. I have a story about this. Um Indulge me, if you will, gentlemen. I always have to have a bag of trail mix and a big-ass water. That's just the rules. Because you never know. Not everybody's like Jeremy Vane and supplies you with wonderful Czech sodas backstage. I knew I should have worked there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The sodas aren't backstage. (laughs) Oh, that's I do have a fridge full of water. I I just trying to bankrupt you, Jeremy. He's trying to bankrupt you. (laughs) Yeah, it's not healthy for Uh, our wrestlers to drink colas. That's true. That is the teeth. <laughs> nothing else. Um, I supply the Shane and I are heading to Macon, and we are leaving from our building, which means we have to go through Poduck Town after Poduck Town before we get to the highway. And if you're me and Shane Marks and you're riding to Macon from uh, Covington, there ain't a lot of places you're going to want to stop. Just, you know, rules of the road. We don't stop here. Um, <laughs> it's too many pickup trucks outside. We ain't stopping. So we finally get to Macon, and we have to stop. <laughs> For there's, we're at the last stop. I have to get this check mix or trail mix of water, or I can't go to the show. That's just the rules. We stop, and it's on Skid Row. And as we pull in, there's just you know your random homelesses kind of hanging about. And sh- you know Shane Marks and I, if anybody spend any time around us knows that we're absolute silly girls when we're together. We're just the two biggest fools that ever existed. And he says to me, "Why is that bitch in a hole?" And I think that this is a part of a bit that we had always done, and I just hadn't remembered it, so I don't want to admit that I don't remember the bit, so I just kind of giggle going about our business. 
Well, I go in and I got my stuff. He goes ahead of me, and he's outside. I'm behind a guy buying lottery tickets on a Sunday uh, wearing a linen <laughs> suit. So I, you already know how long this is going to take. And I'm just thinking about what's going on. And then I hear on the window from outside, bang, bang, bang. And because we are the Wonder Twins, I know exactly what's happening. Shane is seeing something outside that he doesn't want to laugh out loud at because it will draw attention to him. But he needs to – so I hear the bang, and so then my senses start to figure out, what's going on? And I hear it on a car radio. Somebody is playing – there was a a viral song from some dude named Bishop Bullwinkle a few years ago. And it just says, hell no, to the no, no, no. Well, this is playing on a radio station from somebody's car. And I look outside, and y'all, what I can only describe as a a burnt lizard woman is doing a seductive lizard walk across the parking lot. And that's what Shane is seeing. So now I'm seeing, I'm like, just get me out of the store because we both need to laugh in the car. So we shoot outside. I don't make eye contact with him because I know the jig is up if I do. So we get in the car, and we're just laughing. Now we're laughing. I said, did you see that lizard woman? What was she doing? He said, I think that's just her walk. Well, as we pull out, I look to the left, and there's a woman. And Jeremy Vane, I promise you, she is holding a real Dr. Pepper. And she is oh. having a crazy <laughs> she's having a crazy street person yell off with herself. And mm. I, I look, and she's just covered in dirt, and she's, she's beat up. And I said, Shane. Why is that bitch so muddy? And he says, I told you she was in a hole. Bitch <laughs> 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 emerged from the, a subterranean. So that's, I have to have trail mix and water before I go to the show. <laughs> and this was just you two in the car? Just us. Hmm. Just us. That's how uh, it always is. See, goes. if there had just been us. a third guy, somebody would have tried to, to corroborate. Pick that <laughs> No way, somebody would have we're tried to pick good. that chick up. We're we're yeah. good boys, and that's the only thing that saved us. <laughs> it would have been two, it would have been two and two part two, um, but <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is seven thirty four. I've been waiting all night for someone to mention that. <laughs> so, Jeremy, if I could, um, so no. I haven't seen an official. <laughs> I haven't seen an official announcement, but obviously APW is not running right now. Um, what, what's the what's the situation as you see it? Well, um, yeah, you know, the week of the 13th, I do believe, Friday the 13th, you know, there were uh, a lot of people freaking out, like specifically James Boulevard. This, you know, everybody should know him, I think. If not, yeah. he is like my homie, my partner, my right-hand man. Couldn't do it without him kind of guy. And he's freaking out. Like, he's a Walking Dead fan. So he's like, think, he's reading, he's quoting Revelations and like just expecting zombies to start walking across the parking lot at any moment. And I'm like, shut the hell up. Just stop. It's over. It's okay. Because, you know, you know, if you say, hey, it's snowing outside, there's a snowflake in, in Jasper County, then all the boys are going to be like, oh, man, I might can find a snow picture and take the night off. So they're like, <laughs> so I'm like downplaying the shit out of this, right? I'm like, we're not, you know, we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna live in fear. We're not gonna worry about this. And I feel this way. Well, then, you know, the weekend comes and the more information comes out, and I'm still like, oh god, 
like WrestleManias, canceling, and you know Vince. Like, I'm old school. Like, if Ole Anderson didn't do it in 1988 or 86, 87, then I probably ain't doing it. And a wise man told me one time, if you're going to run a weekly show, do not take off for anything stupid. So I'm like, all right. He said, if 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 you ever do, they every time it rains, they'll think you're closed. So, all right. I, I, that's my been my mentality for years. I've gotten a little better on the bad weather. If it's real icy, I'll call it. But, uh, this stuff, you know, the the reality and the seriousness had not hit it, you know, had not yeah. hit home yet. But then WrestleMania, you know, cancels, and I'm like, oh, man, there's just no way. The kids are out of school permanently, or at least until further notice. So I'm like, either this is some big media thing or some political thing or, or, or like, it's the end of the world. And uh not sure which one. But I'm thinking, okay, well, we're going to continue on, and we're going to try to get one more week out of it. We were going to try to get a show in last Friday. But in the back of my mind, and talking with my wife, we kind of knew, like, this ain't the right thing to do. And I'm like, yeah, well, the bills are still going to come at the first of the month, whether it's right or wrong. You know, it didn't hurt us that bad last week, and I think after a week at home with the kids, people are going to be ready to get out. Comparing it to, like, a snow week or a holiday week, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, but I'm also knowing that the situation's really out of my hands. So I I emailed the mayor on Tuesday morning, and I didn't get a response. But first thing Wednesday morning at like eight o'clock, he calls me and says, "Yeah, um, just to make your decision a little easier, we're not going to be doing shows for probably the next thirty days or more." Um, and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't have much choice then. And to be honest, I, part of me knew that a day or two in advance, but I was going to push on and try to make it happen. But I also was wanting them to shut me down for the same reasons that Vince wanted Tampa to shut him down, and I'll leave right. it at that, um, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hey <laughs> – and then by Wednesday morning, I was able to put the word out that we were, you know, canceled until further notice. And that is where we stand at the moment. And we're looking at at least 30 days from what I understand, possibly less. But the numbers are growing. It's getting a lot worse. And if I had known what I know now a week ago at this time, I would have probably called it off myself. But I was very confident that it would get shut down above me and I needed that more than I needed to look like I was the smartest guy in the room. Right. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's where we're at. We're at a standstill and, uh, you know, God knows for how long, I mean, this thing, you know, this could go three or four months. We don't know. None of us know. And I mean, looking at the numbers and knowing how serious it's getting. I mean, my wife, she works at at an emergency room for a hospital in Livonia, and she was like, she was talking about it last night, and was like crying because she's like, I've seen these people come in, you know, they're, you know, I've seen two of them come in. We've got five in ICU. It's, uh, mm. you know, it, it, it's real. It's it's here. It's local. We've got it. You know, it's in our county now. Um, I'm worried, 
and she was, you know, just, you know, for the first time, you know, I saw fear in her eyes. And when she gets worried about something medically, you know, because she's like our doctor in the house, it, it worries me. And, you know, the shoot job is still having us report every day. So we're, I'm, I'm waiting on that to change because I can do most of my job from a computer at home. But it's a crazy situation out there. And, uh, you yeah, know, man. I, <laughs> once I found some hand sanitizer, I got it in the car and I got it at home. And we and I've been adding dispensers at work where I feel necessary. So. <laughs> and I mean, Hank you guys, you, yeah, Hankins decided not to run. What was what was up with that? It was hard, man, because I talked to my guys first to, like, poll the room of, like, hey, how do y'all feel? Because that was – if they were all if they were already scared, then no. You know, because my dirty thing is I run, a show for my, I run a show for my guys. Whatever else we do is bonus. I'm running for my guys to help them either have a place to be or to have a place to be better. That's just – that's the long and short of it. That is – how I look at it. Myself. Yeah, I want to draw. I want to draw a crowd. I want to do all the stuff everybody else does. But like, much more upset if my guys are not doing well than I'm doing well with the show financially. So I talked to them first, and we're all dumb wrestlers, and we're like, "Yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go." <laughs> and that morning, <laughs> the morning I was doing all this, I had and I was trying to be knowledgeable, and I I believed it was going to be bad, and I believed it was real. Like I didn't have any any doubt that it was going to get to, frankly, where it is now. But my thing was the CDC had said 50 at that point. So I'm like, okay, what can we do in those constraints? What can we, I was like, fuck, I ain't going to draw 50 anyways. What do I care? Um, like, what do I give a shit? Well, with the scare, um, maybe not. Let's check cool right. I got to buy. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I said, okay. How do you how do you make it work? You know, because the same thing you said, Jim is like, and and I know that people will take this as the huckster carney thing. I'm like, no, dude, I really do provide a service to the community. I am a place they can come for a couple hours and hang out and not worry about shit. Um, and after a week off with their kids and a week off from work or whatever, right, they would right. want a place to come. And I wasn't looking at it as oh they're going to come in droves. I was like, no, the people. That, if you want to come to this show. I want to be able to provide a show to you to come to. That is honestly how I looked at it. I said, okay, I could take the boys on the card, subtract them out, and then say, all right, we got 35 seats. Whoever wants them, come on, let's do it. Um, and then an hour after I talked to everybody, I, I messaged literally everybody I had booked independently so they didn't have to feel like they were being <laughs> bullied into saying, let's do it, like, hey, how do you feel? Well, then the press conference hit where they say, where the CDC says it's 10. I'm like, man, I still think, and I said, I still think we got we got time to get this one in and maybe at least have sort of a, a goodbye for a little while because I thought once it gets bad, it's going to be this way for a while. This 14 days sounds like a lot to me because that ain't going to do nothing. So the 10 hit, Steve, some asshole in Florida dropped his video. Uh, <laughs> and <then I> just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I talked to other people whose whose opinion I respected, and you know I just heard what they had to say. Whose well, <laughs> opinion you actually respected, right? Right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, nobody who called themselves sex bomb. Um, mm. Yes, yeah, so his credibility said, went out the window with the Patreon, right? 
right. It's a fool who ignores good counsel. And so I'm like, okay. But I said the other side of it is, and, you know, I did think about the older people that come to our show. And I was like, so I wrote that thing. But, like, the other side of it is, we ain't, if, if, we're, if we're not running this weekend, you know, whenever that weekend that was, I'm like, we're not going to run for a while because once it starts, it's going to start. And yeah. we aren't the country with the Constitution, and that's, you know, it's a double-edged sword. Ah, American rebels, and they fight, and they do everything they want to. That's great until the thing you're supposed to do is sit your ass down somewhere, because that's when we want – that's when it hits 82 degrees outside, and we want to go ride a bicycle. So I knew once you said – once you cut it off, then that spigot was going to be dry for a while, and I hate it. But there's really nothing – like Jeremy said, our hands were forced. There's nothing else we can do. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think some the people who are. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to interrupt, but. Uh, no, please. Since Jeremy, you stopped, please. I'll finish. <laughs> I had, when Landmark shut down, you know, I had spoke with Rick yeah. uh, like the week before, and he was like, uh, what are you doing about this uh, corona stuff? And I was like, uh, nothing yet. I think it's kind of overblown, and uh, I'm hoping we don't have to do anything. And he's like, yeah, I'm hoping the same thing. We're going to continue on for now and see what happens. And then before, you know, I want to say at least two or three days, maybe more before I I did anything. Um, But it might have been like a couple of days after we talked. I was like, what made you pull the plug? And and I I hope he don't mind me saying this, you know, but he just said, you know, well, I don't want to be the one business out there that's running when – Everybody else is shutting down and not having gatherings because I'm being irresponsible, and yeah. it just looks bad from a PR standpoint for us to be the only people putting people in danger. No matter yeah. if they're if they're dumb enough to come, that's their own, you know, that's their own responsibility. But it also could fall on me if somebody gets sick, and I'm just not willing to take that chance. And me, you know, I was looking at it like, well, that's what we got insurance for. Hopefully, nobody gets sick. Let's let's run this thing. But but in the back of my mind, I knew. I mean, my outward approach was to downplay it because at the time I I, was, I believed it to be something overblown. But yeah, you know, those last two or three days before we pulled the plug ourselves, I knew. Uh, you know, I just I kind of knew in the back of my head that this was going to happen. But you know, like Vince, let them do it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I and I I can't help but get annoyed at people who are being jumping on this as an excuse to be overly critical at people who are canceling the shows or having to adjust their shows and all that stuff. I I just again, it's it's one yeah. of the aspects of this thing is so maddening. I mean, again, if you've never run a show, if you've never you just don't know. I mean, nobody doesn't want to run. You know what I mean? It's not the goal. The goal is like Run regardless. I totally get it, you know. And uh, it's just not the time. Now, if you want to critique the WWE and say, like, these empty arena shows where you're showing the empty chairs, that's stupid. I think that's very valid. And other groups are finding ways to sort of adapt in a way that they aren't, I think. But, man, just to be critical of people who are having to make these decisions. Uh, if, if you've never had to, you have no idea how tough that is. So, Right. And can you imagine making oh. the WrestleMania decision? I oh. mean, 
you know, beyond Vince, just, you know, everybody that he's got to sitting around him that's given their opinion. You know, nobody wants to give the opinion that Vince doesn't have. And Vince has got this 36, 36th annual event that is now so big that they sell like 80,000 tickets for. And it's like, I mean, if you've ever been to a WrestleMania that was out of town where you actually stayed a few days out of town, you realize how many people are coming from overseas and other countries just to be a part of WrestleMania weekend. It's unreal. I mean, 23 shows were running WrestleMania week that right. I counted. Yeah. And, that's, um, that's and there's probably Andy. more, but 23. And most of those were not local. They were shows that predominantly ran in a different state that were running there. So, I mean, oh my God. And you know, you know, the city of Tampa was like, oh my God, you know, we're, <laughs> sold out. I mean, Disney's closed. Disney, which right. closed for a, a day and a half when the hurricane hit two years ago. <laughs> and yep. they didn't, and, they didn't want to close closed. for that half day. You know? <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> so. And the only other times were 9-11 and when Kennedy was shot. So that should put that in perspective. Yeah. I so. mean, even the Mickey Mouse is not trying to infect people. And, you know, these last couple of days, I've kind of gotten concerned, especially after my wife got concerned. I was like, "Yeah, you know, um, this would suck to end up sick after all the jokes we've all made and just a little snarky yeah, comments that, that we make just to be. Is. Yeah, like karma's a bitch, and I would hate to yeah. be a victim of it. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, you know, if the world's coming to an end, I, I, I have faith in everything right there. You know, I know where I'm going. I'm not worried about that. But that doesn't mean that I want to suffer for like six months while it happens either or watch my <laughs> family get sick. But, yeah. Wow. On to lighter <laughs> subjects, maybe. Yeah. What about please. the Benoit thing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Going to hell for popping for that. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I'll see Hank in there at least. Um, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, when Jim Cornette started crying, the great PCW his... reunion. <laughs> I have a feeling there will be some wild side alumni there as well, <laughs> uh, and they good. still won't want to work with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now it would be a contest of who has a better weed, though. <laughs> PCW, uh, let me declare this. PCW like was the first team. group since Wildside who I would say brought brought the good good and uh, drove me insane, drove me crazy, but it was what it well, was. So. Before I uh, escaped the world of uh, the magical plants, I... Uh, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I must say it got a lot louder in the community, and uh, it got to where you couldn't even have it in a jar, in a bag, in a box, in a bucket, in, in the back of your truck, in in a trunk, in a toolbox, because uh, it didn't have to burn to smell it like two miles down the road. <laughs> no, no, it so did not. That, IPD came along, and I was like, I'm out. Yeah, 
because this just shows me how stupid it is and how easy it is to get caught. I'm done. Sorry. Peace. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm watching Karate Kid, and there's old there's old Johnny rolling in his joint, sitting on the toilet in his skeleton outfit. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> did anybody else on on this thing? Uh, did anybody else actually order YouTube Red for those that free trial the Cobra Kai series? No, I waited. If you wait long enough, they'll um, they'll put the season up for like a week for free on regular YouTube. So that's the game that I play. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Actually, when you know nine dollars, when you're out here, when you're out here getting Bogo uh, store brand sodas, and you know all the YouTube secrets, you are operating on a level of hustle that I have never been at. Damn. Uh, uh, I'm a little offended at all this Czech Cola hate that I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably because I hadn't heard the word Czech in 25 years. It's just when it oh, relates to a you, cola. You get five 12-packs for $11. How many 12-packs of the name brand soda do you get for $11? <laughs> I'm just saying, do the math. And they all sell for a dollar a can. Nobody's mad at you, Jeremy. Maybe there's a slightly guilty conscience there, but no, no. We we at least have our own name brand of off-brand stuff. Like we're not getting like value pepper or nothing like that. I mean, I've drank a Doctor Thunder in my life. Oh no, I I thought Braun Strowman calling um. <laughs> calling Lance Archer the great value version of himself. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a little naive on his part. My he's man, a, for a guy that can't cut a promo, like, he loves to. Re- he really can do it online. He like he he got after all the independent shows, belly aching because of you know them having to cancel the the WrestleMania tributary shows. Um, he got on them pretty good and said he left power left him because they weren't paying him enough and he drove to Florida with $150 in his pocket. Forgot to mention he and drove to Florida paid. to the performance center. And that's where he was with going. Yeah. <laughs> never, never, never once stepped foot in a Fed that paid a hot dog. Okay? So no, like, uh, at that point, uh, you get uh, no uh, love from me. It's like if you never. never shaken a hand backstage in his life. <laughs> Yeah, he's just spoke out twice lately and really made an ass of himself. Does he get the golden – I, I want to make up this thing called the Golden Tackle Award where, like, you just want to tackle these guys to stop them from doing stuff. And I think he's a Golden <laughs> Tackle winner of the week. Yeah, every time he speaks up, right. it's so it, – what shocks me is you would think the WWE guys would be on a much tighter leash or at least they would be – Scared, right? I mean, uh, maybe he's big that nobody wants to tell him how stupid he's. Or not stupid, because I guess if you're bad enough to back it up, you're not stupid for saying what you think. But and I'm not a big fan of the GoFundMe thing. But you know what? If uh, something happened to a family member tomorrow that didn't have life insurance, can't say I wouldn't start one up. You know, I mean, right. So yeah. I'm not gonna. I mean, you know, go go buy but, a shirt doesn't seem like a very big thing to ask. No. I mean, right. Like, no, and, and right. Deuce to say that. I mean, why go out of your way when, let's face it, if you weren't 
No, he worked on his body, but he he, he didn't do nothing. To be yeah. seven feet tall, like that didn't. <laughs> like, he kind of walked <laughs> in with an opportunity. And what, I, well, what what makes me mad about him is he often does that. The thing I hate the most is when someone actually I I share a lot of the like in the Archer opinion and also the indie show opinion. Like I do, I kind of lean on his side on that. With I'm like, look, guys, if you're deciding to hook on to WrestleMania and then Mania can't happen, and so you know you don't get to you don't get to eat off that plate, then I'm not going to feel that sorry for you because you were already rolling the dice. You're, yeah. if, if someone else ran in our town uh, like they do in that town, we'd be hacked off too. So at some level, I just got to say it's all wrestling or it's none of it's wrestling. I don't, I can't just write the bed <laughs> out because they're giant. Um, and the art, I'm not that impressed with Lance Archer either. <laughs> no, but uh, I've seen a lot more Lance Archer stuff that I liked than I have Braun Strowman. However, yeah. a lot of that's probably booking. <laughs> a lot of that is probably the booking because absolutely, let's face it, like they got him hot three times point, and you? killed him. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, no. I haven't seen Lance Hoyt since his Jimmy Rave tag team. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! But uh, yeah, I don't watch New Japan. I know. Shoot me. Um, but uh, <laughs> right. nothing against it. I just don't watch it. Uh, um. But uh, I take that back. I watched the WCW New Japan Super Show in '91. But, um, <laughs> Got it in. <laughs> Got it in. And I've watched a few AJ matches. Um, but you know, like Lance Archer, this guy, you know, I, I didn't think he sucked back then in TNA with Jimmy. Um, I remember he did come to WWE, and I forget how that went, but, you know, it was not memorable. Um, and since then, he's went out and made a name for himself, and now he's got a contract with a major company, and, I, you know, I wish nothing and, but and the best for he him. Is but... never, he has never blown the wind up my skirt, ever. Lance Archer, fuck yeah. him. I just never really cared. And that AEW package, I was just like, man, they got more mileage. <laughs> Just out of presentation, and they were smart enough to put Jake Roberts in a rocking chair and just have him blow smoke out of his mouth. And I just went, like, yeah. that's the best use of Jake I've seen in 20 years. Yeah. You know, just yeah. like, just take advantage of the presence and don't put yeah. the guys in a position where they look bad. And they had a bunch of guys who were just willing to kill themselves, like Kyle Matthews and Hold My Beer Hansen, who were willing to just go in there and and take their licks and make it look awesome. And I was like. It, it's a little bit of creativity goes a long way, and I I feel hey. bad for the WWE because they don't have any, and they're surrounded by people that don't have creativity, and they're paying for yeah. it right now. If I could, right they now, do. I mean, if I can interject for just a sec, um, the producer. Uh, okay, go ahead. Yeah, the producers oh. speak. The producer speaks. No, I mean that, that Hi, one Larry. that vignette that vignette. Hey. Hey, this has been fun to listen to, I'll tell you. That vignette with Archer was fantastic, but I also wanted to say, he went, and when New Japan came to Atlanta, now admittedly they didn't have all their best guys, he was about the most impressive guy on that show, was Archer and Jeff Cobb. Okay. outstanding. Yeah, he looked yeah. fantastic. Well, so, I've good, good signing for you. Good guess for him in New Japan. Yeah. He's got uh, the pepper. Uh, you know, he's got the pepper right now, and that counts for a whole lot. 
Um, it's all about momentum. Like WrestleMania, it's not just that it's not happening the way it was supposed to. It's just it just feels uh, it just doesn't feel like an event. And that's not anybody's fault necessarily. It's just reality. And um, I'm going to take the other side of that, Steve. Uh, are you ready? I'm going to say Go that ahead. in yeah, I'm going to say that in two weeks after we've had another two weeks of this, and it's Saturday night, and we are stuck here again. Um, we're going to cut WrestleMania on, and it might not oh, be yeah. great, but we're going to think it's great because it is something on the TV. Yeah. And Uncle Vince and was my, there for us in our time of need. That's right. And, you know, the the saddest thing for me, and, I mean, it's not really, the you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, if this is my biggest complaint, then um, God's blessed us all. But I just hate that AJ's getting this shot at The Undertaker at WrestleMania, and it's going to happen in front of an empty building. Like, that just yep. breaks my heart yep. because – you know, this is the pinnacle. I mean, and there's there's yes. no bigger match at WrestleMania than whoever faces The Undertaker. Absolutely. And the only time in the last, what, 10 years that they've proven us wrong was uh, Daniel Bryan, when, what, WrestleMania yeah. 30. When 30, he, yeah. And that was just that, that rise that he had that was meteoric over the, like, yeah. the eight months Fucked that it happened. It. Yeah, I I'm mean, excited to see WrestleMania. Um, without the dickhead fans of WrestleMania, um, <laughs> we have a we have an opportunity that maybe I don't I don't think it's going to be great, but just maybe there's a chance that Goldberg and Roman Reigns can be something enjoyable without me being mad at those idiots because I am always <laughs> mad at those idiots. So this was an you idea know? that I had, and I need everybody to talk Hank into doing it with me. So my idea. <laughs> Is the Raw after WrestleMania, which is the now has become the annual crowds hijack the show. It's just Hankins and I watching this empty arena show live, but then endlessly making up chants and cat calls for three hours for no reason. <laughs> just so people can feel like they're watching the Raw after WrestleMania. <laughs> so, if people can get behind this idea, start a GoFundMe. <laughs> I would be more than willing to endlessly just sit there with my children and just whisper in their ear, okay, we're, we're going to chant CM Punk. Don't ask what that is. <laughs> it's what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> my my oh, favorite man. thing would be if they did something great at WrestleMania, something that the fans would absolutely go apeshit for. That would be my favorite thing is if they pulled it off in that empty ass arena. It would I would truly love. I like anything that gives them the business. I hate them. I hate those fans so much. I think that while yes, they have they are devoid of creativity. But I'm going to tell you, man, if I had to work in front of those people every week, I wouldn't bother either. I'd take my Fox money and I'd spend it. And I'd say, it doesn't matter what I give them. They're just going to hate it. And they don't understand that things ever end. Oh, I put the title on Kofi Kingston for half a year, and those dummies didn't, in, they enjoyed it until they didn't, and then got mad at me for taking it off of him. Yeah, and sadly, sadly, they spent 11 years burying the guy. I mean, I'm not going to say they were burying him during the New Day run, but 
you know, they spent 11 years telling you that this guy is not a top guy. And then all of a sudden, because it felt good, let, they want to put the belt on him. And when he was champ, he wasn't a top guy. And, no. And that's not, that's not a knock on right. Kofi. <laughs> that's not a knock on Kofi at all. That's a knock on their presentation. Because, like, who am I to question a billionaire in his company, like, that's kept me entertained since I was a little kid? Or at least since 2001 when I didn't have a choice anymore. But, um, <laughs> you know, uh, but think about it. Let's look at the guys. Like, let's just start listing guys that could be, like, John Cena level of stars if they had just gave them the chance. Or let's just let's say Shawn Michaels because, you know, uh, let's Cena, Rock, Stone Cold, Hogan, those are guys that are, like, once a generation. They're the face of your company. But let's look at the guys that could have been the Shawn Michaels and the Bret Hart's. You know, we can start with Ziggler. We could go with Kofi. We could go with Morrison. We could go with uh, – I'll go with uh, I'll go I'll go with uh, Rob Van Dam during the invasion. Rob Van Dam, I think I, nobody nobody ran with a hotter hand, and they just wouldn't do it. If you look at the legion of guys that they rolled under the Triple H freaking steamroller to get him over, um, who who never got their who never got their justice served. I mean, he calls Booker T a jigaboo, and then goes over him in yeah. WrestleMania, and that's the end of the angle. And it's just like there was yeah. a number of guys like that. And Rob Van Dam, nobody was hotter at one point in spite of he's supposed to be the heel. He's supposed – it didn't right. matter. He had he like lightning in a bottle, and they just didn't run with it. And I just go like, who doesn't – I mean, Hogan gets a weird pop at a WrestleMania, and they put the title on him. You know, <laughs> like, just like, yeah. well, he's, he might be 100, but shit, he got a pop. I'm like, just give him the – and uh, that always – just struck me as so strange. It's just like, well, let's that's look what you more want, recent. Right? Yeah. Let's look more recent. Braun Strowman. I mean, yeah, he's a dick online, but, uh, you know, <laughs> who, who got hotter? Who got yeah. hotter and who was more believable than him, uh, you know, when, when Brock is the opponent? And, like, they killed it in a match. I mean, he took an F5 and yeah. lost, like, the same way Kofi did. And I'm sorry, like, Braun Strowman should not lose the same way Kofi does. Not not as easy. Um, Samoa I think, Joe, I was I think disappointed all, in. They ruined him. You, you've made great points, and I agree with some of them, but I'm going to say this. I don't think if you've got an Austin, if you've got a Hogan, if you've got a Rock, I don't think you can keep him under. I think that's undeniable, wink, wink, talent, that no matter what happens, no matter what you do, it shines through. And I don't think they've had one since. Like, the Strowman, you, you brought up a great point with Strowman, and yes, he shouldn't lose the same way Kofi did, and they did make mistakes by having him continue to lose to Brock after he chased him, and he, they spent all these thousands of dollars to tear all this shit up, and, and they wouldn't <laughs> pull the trigger. But let me ask you this. Are you excited if, let's say that, you know, Corona's, Nobody eats a bat sandwich, and there is no corona, and we're getting ready to roll into WrestleMania. Are you excited for Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman like you are Brock Lesnar? No, I'm not. not. I'm not excited. I'm not excited about McIntyre. He he was going to be on my (laughs) list. He's on my list. He's another guy that could have been, like, the guy, but they spent so much time telling you that he's not the guy that – 
It doesn't matter if the machine gets behind him now. You've already flattened him. You you can only scrape him up and fluff him up so much more. I mean, um, there's so many guys though, like Samoa Joe. Like I always kind of had a fantasy match in my head: Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar. I, I thought that sure. would draw money. Yeah. And then when it happened, he I think they did main event a pay per view, and it was like. Yeah. Six or seven minutes, F5, and he was done. And yeah. therefore, he would never contend with Lesnar again. Because right. you, know, you can look when at a Russo run, When a Russo run TNA does a better match, <laughs> you're in trouble. Sure. When they, when they yeah. go like, maybe they pulled the trigger too soon, but they got mileage out of Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And I well, Samoa Joe today. Where's Where's Samoa Joe at today? He's either injured or uh, there we go. Sitting he's at, at the su- house. He's suspended brother's again. At the house because brother is brother cannot be relied on. I love him. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. But the 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 guy that got to WWE had so many miles on him. I wouldn't. I, you can't. I couldn't. I'm not. I'm not letting that guy beat the guy I broke the streak for. Um, Rob Van Dam was hot as a pistol. What did he do? Rode with his dumb buddy and got high and got caught. Yeah. These are guys you've got to be able to rely on these dudes, man. <laughs> you, okay, what about Dolph Ziggler? Like that. Dolph Ziggler is just bad. Bumping is not good. That's never. Nobody's ever got over by just being the guy who bumped well. As, as a Shawn man who, who, who <laughs> but he also he also had offense well and he also could talk well. And, he, and also, Dolph Ziggler is a problem because Shawn Michaels existed before. I've already saw a better version of Good this. Point. It was the original. Now I got this one. And as, and, and as hey. Jeff G. Bailey once told me, God damn it, show me the great Dolph Ziggler match and I'll watch the motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you it don't exist. The great Dolph Ziggler match. It, it, tell me one, Jeremy. I'll go watch it I can't really disagree. <laughs> I, this is fun. This is why... I wanted to say this. This was going to be good. Um, but you're right. Look at Hank. Right. You know, Hankins. Hankins is just another guy in a long line of people who have gotten over on Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> well, when he, was, uh, when he was hot, when he won the title, when he cashed in, you yeah. can't yeah. tell me that those people weren't ready for it. And you were talking about those yeah. dumb fans at WrestleMania. Those people are dumb, when, Jeremy. I don't, I don't want anything those people got to hear of. <laughs> But when 80,000 people are telling you, we don't want what you're giving us, like put it back in the box, you got to listen. <laughs> but they I tell mean, me whether that every they're night. assholes or not. They uh, well, tell not me they night. want it, I give it to them, and then they tell me they don't want it anymore. Because as soon, with that, with that fan base in particular, as soon as something becomes what the company's doing and not what they created, they're out on it. They're just done. Right. Yeah. And if Daniel question. Bryan had not gotten, go ahead, yeah. Steve. No, 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 no. Tell me about Daniel Bryan. If Daniel Bryan, if he had not gotten, if he had not gotten hurt after winning the title, like he had this, I know they had a dumb series with Kane, and I understand mm-hmm. that. If he had not gotten hurt though, they would have cooled on him too. These people are so fickle; they only care about the build. They only care about right. them creating the build, and if you create the build, they don't want it. Goddamn Roman beat cancer, and they couldn't stay behind the <laughs> They only care about the bill. Kofi <laughs> oh, Mania, right. yay! And then the Fans next two weeks, are oh, yeah, 
There's Kofi. Here, but, but here's the question. And, and I like hate that. to go out Jim Cornette on you, but it's Uh-oh. not the same business. It's not. It's not the. It's not the wrestling business anymore. It's. It's whatever they've turned it into. Um, so there is no tried and true formula that you can go with for that's worked for a hundred years because they've yeah. distanced themselves so far from wrestling and the yeah. wrestling business that you can't create a star that the fans are going to like and love. And yes, you the has changed a little bit. The baby face is dead. You can't, you can't create that baby face. Like for example, in APW 10 years ago, I had a young, good-looking Anthony Henry, and I had Strychnine. Strychnine was our top heel, throwing a throwing a fireball in our top maybe face's face, who spent a year chasing the title and had just got it. During that feud, even the people of Royston, who should who are still wrestling fans, chose yeah. the heel over the baby face in such a way that they had to change midway through a match that we had spent six months building. And it was at a big show. Yeah. <laughs> and they you know, chose we're the guy that looked like them. Thousand. That's who they yeah. chose. I mean, they chose the guy yeah, they can I relate mean, to. I can't relate to Anthony Henry. He's gorgeous. Look at him. He's in shape. Well, He's gorgeous. He can wrestle his ass off. I can't relate to that motherfucker. That's why I like Samoa Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like back in the day in the wrestling business, you lined up chick magnets on your babyface side. You wanted the guys that drew the rest. And the heels made them scatter, and and now it's a different business. But you know, I'm with you. Like you know, like you could go to Seth Rollins with the way that they wanted him. He was their guy, I, and I don't think he was their guy. I think he was the 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 best option they had that was yeah. realistic. So they went with Seth Rollins, and uh, you know, the people turned on him. You know, yeah. I, I would like to see AJ Styles get a run as that top baby face and and actually get behind him for like a big WrestleMania push at the title. But, you know, am I a little biased there? Sure I am. Of course. Do I think he can carry it? Um, He hadn't dropped anything yet. The the worst thing he's done is choose to be with Luke and uh, Carl, who they've spent two years burying. So, you know, that's, that's admirable on AJ's part, but it's not doing anything for his career. And I love both of those guys, too. But, you know, they've buried them. I have a uh, – please allow me the indulgence. I'm going to be optimistic for a second here, which I know, I know. It's against brand, but <laughs> – Yeah, I've never heard you be is, optimistic. But go ahead. Let's try it, this. Is is, could there be an unintended consequence for what we're going through now as in pro wrestling in general? No crowds, um, having to like sort of retool the shows, um, crowds no longer factoring in, if they ever did, on decision-making. Might it be possible hmm. that crowds, once they do return to wrestling shows, have a different mentality of – you know, the like you were kicked out of the house, <laughs> right? And now yeah. you're back. Yeah. Um, m- maybe where it's like, maybe we're not, or maybe the social mores move towards, you know, being an asshole towards a wrestling show 
is not a good way to be because fuck you. I miss this shit. I'm glad I'm back. Knock it off. You know, and I'm not saying like, oh, oh, hey, period. Is it going to change the presentation towards the fans? Yes. of of those. I mean, maybe a little more. I I think pro wrestling has had this problem of it runs under two speeds. We're going to do what we want to do or too much fan service where it's like, we'll do this, it'll make them happy, instead of this sort of happy medium of let's get them to buy into what we're doing. And what I'm hoping is when wrestling fans come back and watch these shows live, that they'll have the chip clearly knocked off of their shoulder. Because one thing all of this shit shows, none of this has to exist. (laughs) And WWE can say then, now, and forever, but we know it ain't true now. Right. Like, at some point, they're going to die. They're going to be gone. And, and it will be completely out of their hands when it does. And it doesn't take a lot. <laughs> That's the most frightening part of all this shit, right? It doesn't take a lot yeah. for society to collapse in on itself. And yeah, it's um, happened in I'm, three weeks. Yeah. And what I'm hoping is maybe wrestling fans have a little bit of a different attitude about the whole thing of, like, you know, we don't have to fucking run a show. <laughs> there doesn't have to be this stuff. Uh, maybe you can just be happy that it exists. I imagine people who go back to see movies, for example, will appreciate that experience a little bit more of like, it is kind of an amazing thing, right? You pay a little bit of money, you sit down, you've got a television screen bigger than your house, and you sit in complete comfort Right, and you get to to engage in this amazing thing. Maybe people will appreciate wrestling. That could be way too optimistic, but I really well, hope that that is the case. There will be a there'll be a honeymoon for sure. The the, the first yeah, month back for everybody is going to be great. And I and I don't even mean just from like big crowds or anything. And they will, they'll they'll go up. But like yeah, there will be a honeymoon. Of my God, we're just glad to see each other. But at the end of the day, we are who we are now. Um, do I think now? Do I think that wrestling is dead? Nope. And do I think that places here, especially as rough as it can get around here, sometimes I think we're blessed because we do still, yeah. for the most part, have old school fans that are pulling the same way on the rope as we are. Um, yep. You can get them mad at the right things. You can get them happy at the right things most of the time. Sometimes, yeah, you're going to go too far. Sometimes they're going to choose the guy that you didn't think they were going to choose. But at least they've made a choice for a reason other than I just want to make a cool chant or I think this guy's work rate is good. We don't get a lot of that like right. everybody else has to, like the big leagues have to suffer with. And I am so thankful that we have that kind of audience around here. And I say around here, meaning in Georgia, South Carolina. It's because, yeah. and, and in my opinion, like, um, you know, it's a lot of the parents that bring their kids to these indie shows. And a lot of kids don't necessarily watch WWE. And I, I might be, no. you know, that might sound ridiculous, but. No, a I think it's absolutely true. It's not, it's not cool anymore, so I, I think you're right, yeah. Jeremy. And Logan I don't think Creed mom and dad is a dad and star Creed. to most of these kids than Seth Rollins is. And you know yeah. why? Because he's accessible. 
you, you go to a WWE show, you don't you don't get to get close enough to get a high five from the guys anymore. You you can't you can't even hang out in the parking lot and wait all day for autographs like I did when I was a kid. Um, yeah, you, you can't. Um, it's so it's like it's like the Stones coming to town. You know, you just you might see a bus, but that's as close as you're getting to behind the scenes peak. Yeah. Um, and I've got guys that are my my oldest son's age, which is like 23, uh, a kid that I trained for six months last year and quit to to pursue music, even though he was really really good and almost ready for a match. He, you know, like he's told me, and I mean, you know, he could blow and smoke, but I doubt it because he could sit there and recite stuff that I can't. But he says I, I'm his all-time favorite wrestler because he's been coming to APW since he was like four. Him and his yep. dad, and they he can recite stuff that happened and bring in, and remind me of stuff that that blows my mind that I don't remember because I remember how big of a deal it was at the time. And like he said, I grew up on this stuff, so I love it. I always thought you were just such a good heel, and you know it, it was it was fun to watch you get beat up and. You know, but there's a lot of kids, like, there's kids at church, there's kids that come to the shows now that, you know, now that I'm a baby face and I can talk to them, they, they, like, they really express, like, how much they love the wrestling. They love the good guys, and they hate the bad guys, and they, you know, and the people in their 20s really, you know, can really get pissed off because they're trying to get mad at the heels. I mean, it's... It's cool to have fans that are not smart enough. You know, do they believe wholeheartedly what's going on is a food sport or contest? Probably not. But yeah. do they get captivated enough to be pissed off or to be happy in the moment they're supposed to be? Hell yes. Yeah. And Absolutely. that is perfect. That's what we want. That's what the business is. And it's not. That's not what WWE puts out, and I think they are going to get caught sleeping by AEW. And I mean, you yeah, know, there's just enough magic of the wrestling business in AEW that they might just get caught sleeping and have a competitor on their hand before they know it. Yeah. Well, you know, we we don't have much time left before we're going to get kicked off, but. Uh... I just wanted to thank both of you guys for being on. This was an absolute blast. Um, I think really we can was. all agree. We can all agree and concur. Um, you know, we want everybody to stay safe. We want nobody to get hurt by this coronavirus thing. Um, we want to just do our best to kind of keep things going. And uh, when wrestling returns, you guys will be a big part of that. And the only thing that we want to catch coronavirus and die is the what chant. I think we can agree on that also. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, is there anything you guys want to promote before we get out of here? You know, Jeremy? I want to promote that the coronavirus has put us to a to a halt, and when we get back going, it'll be great, but God knows when that'll be. So I just uh, pray for everybody's health, and uh, I'm thankful to get to come on the show and actually just talk and shoot the shoot the breeze with you guys because yeah. uh, the last two times have been like well, the last time I was like under the gun. I was I felt like I was testifying for Lee Harvey Oswald, but uh, 
um, before that, like I had to promote a show and I, I was on for that particular reason. And like, if I had known that was my reason, I would have probably had someone else do it because, um, <laughs> talking about a show and promoting it when I'm knee deep in doing everything else involved with the show is not my forte. But, uh, when it comes to just talking about the business with guys that I respect and think a lot of and cutting up and having a good time. This was perfect. This is what I needed. This was almost like yeah, having man. a show. So, so I I thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely, thanks, Jeremy Hankins. Anything that you want to mm-hmm. say? Man? Oh yeah, it is something I want to say because guess Uh-oh. what, boys? I ain't quitting wrestling. I'm wrestling this weekend. I'm going to an empty landmark arena where I was last night, I might add, just to get a feel for how that baby felt without any yokels in it, just to sit in the stands and think and just to tell a boy who's sitting up on the Internet dancing around that this shit is serious. Because this Saturday night in the landmark arena, you can see it by going to YouTube right after you watch Stephen Platinum be mean to people for 15 or 20 minutes at a time. All you got to do is go up to the search bar and you got to type in Anarchy Damn Wrestling. The damn is optional. You type in Anarchy Wrestling and you will come to the Anarchy Wrestling page. And there at 7 p.m. you will see it start. It is one match. One arena, nobody in there that shouldn't be, just me, Shane Marks, Griff Garrison, a referee, a commentator, and I'm sure Uncle Bill will be sleezing around somewhere because Lord knows he couldn't let his precious baby boy stand and fight like a man. But that's I don't know, he's elderly. <laughs> yeah, He's elderly. you are high risk, Uncle home. Bill, so you might want to stay at the house for this one because it is a title match. Shane Marks wrestles for the first time that I know of, the first time that matters for the Anarchy Heavyweight Championship, something they've tried to deny us for a long, long time. You didn't want to work mm. for the back then, boys? Well, guess what? Mm. The invasion is at your shore, and I can tell you for a fact. You have denied him low these many years, but this Saturday the outcome is undeniable. <laughs> nice, nice. What a promo! What a promo! Hey, I got a well, I got a request before we go. Yes, sir. Can I please Who's get a live rendition? Thank you. <laughs> that is exactly what I was going to ask. Was a live Montreal. <laughs> Can we all sing together? Everyone knows it's corny. corny. (laughs) (laughs) We opened with a great song. We closed with a not so great song. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Hankins, that was my request. I know you too well, Jeremy Vane. (laughs) (laughs) I pop every time I hear that, and I just think of you. Me too. Me too, Jeremy. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) So Matt Hankins, Jeremy Vane, and Stephen Platinum, and super producer and Mr. Chips, Larry Goodman, we bid you good night. Stay safe, and we'll see you in a couple weeks with the tipping point. Love you guys. Roll out the barrel. A lot of people are going to mistake me for Johnny Cash. But I'm not Johnny Cash. I'm the crusher. Do the hammer lock. Uh, uh, Do the uh. hammer lock. 
Thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.